Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as I take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. Hello, and welcome to another podcast of Thrive Like a Parent. I am so excited today to talk about having it all in parenthood. And while I probably will use motherhood, and I will probably use a lot of my own story to talk about this today, I truly believe that you can define exactly who you want to be as an individual and an individual parent. It is so incredibly important to show up for yourself in whatever way that looks like for you. And so often I find that we do not. So often I find that we show up as how we feel we need to or how we should or how we think others feel or think that that's the way we should do it, right? I hands down, hands down, did this for many, 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 many years. I grew up in an incredible community, but one in which had a very strong prescription of what it looked like to be a successful young adult. I think that I stepped away from that and ventured out a slight bit when I went to college and graduate school, but stepped back into that role when Jonathan and I moved to New Orleans after we got married. And I I felt it like a ton of bricks. I even cried when we moved back there because it is just so specific. And you know everyone, you always see people, and the question they ask you is, where'd you go to high school, right? Where'd you go to school? Nope, they mean high school, yeah. It was a lot of pressure. It was a lot of pressure to show up as happy Brooke. It was a lot of pressure to show up as thriving relationship and career driven. And it just, I mean, this showing up for myself, not just translated from New Orleans and the pressure I I felt, but I felt it my whole life. I love my mom so dearly. I love my family and and dad and sister so dearly. And they did not know any better. They grew up as they were taught, right? And for most of both of my parents' lives, they lived in New Orleans. And my mom is such an incredible woman who is constantly smiling, never shows anything wrong. I mean, heck, she can put on a party like no other. Our house was always spotless. That doesn't go without saying that that wasn't hard work for her to do. It doesn't go without saying that my mom put in effort to continue smiling. She put in effort to continue showing up 
entertaining and presenting, right? And she loved it. Like she absolutely and still does love it. But what it brought on for me was a lot of pressure to as well smile and be happy-go-lucky cheerleader and show up as I should. And that's not only the pressure that I felt from the environment and community I grew up in, not just from my family and friends, but the pressure I placed on myself. And I want you to hear me when I say, and especially mom, if you're listening, I am not blaming you and I am not blaming the family style or the lifestyle that I grew up in. I'm beyond grateful for all that I had in my life and how I grew up. Um, It was wonderful and it was beautiful. But deep down, I felt like I just wanted to bust at the seams and I wanted to (laughs) dance on the countertops and I wanted to scream from the rooftops like, this is me, this is who I am. And I was so afraid because I was constantly told by the world and society around me that I was too much, that I needed to obey and, you know, behave, perform, whatever you want to call it, in a certain way to be seen and heard and, and quote, analyzed as typical or normal or whatever the heck you want to call it. And I felt it. I felt it all along the way. And like I said in one of my last podcasts, this has been me. This has always been me. This is absolutely who I've always been. And while some go off after high school and find themselves and create their own destiny in life, I loved my family life so much and I believed in how I grew up and I trusted It really boiled down to trust that I just thought that's the way it should be. And so instead of breaking out of that shell and deciding I'm going to be exactly who I want to be and it is okay to be me, I constantly for decades ripped myself to shreds and tried to conform to what I thought I should be, what I thought others needed me to be. And I would say it worked until it didn't. Right after I sold my business, when we moved to Texas, I was able to have some space and time away from the prescribed lifestyle that I had grown up in. And I could feel the immense amount of weight being lifted off of me as I got to soak my feet into my new city and the world in which I live in now and the city that I live in now is so accepting of exactly who you are. And there's no precursor judgment or asking what high school you went to. And it allowed me to begin to open my eyes to what all the possibilities were for my life and what I maybe wanted this life to look like and what I could potentially see for my life. And During that time, I also could see how much Jonathan was very, very much struggling. I could not stop myself but continue to go down the path of self-discovery and go down the path of breaking away from so many patterns and predisposition, right? But like the way in which others felt I should be and I continued to break through barriers and it probably took me a good three years, to come to the place that I'm at now. The reason this topic is so important is not only to, of course, share my personal story, but 
and to tell you how I've gotten to this place in my life, but to also remind you that you get that choice too. Not only does that happen within the community that we live in, but when we are thrust into parenthood, we find that it's how it should be or supposed to be, or I need to do this, or I need to do that, or, or Susie Homemaker told me to do X, Y, Z, and like, oh my gosh, I should be doing feeding this way, and oh my gosh, should I, I do baby-led weaning or, or solids, or that? like, what should I do? And so it's it's a complete grief process when you have a child and you don't even recognize that it's a grief process because of course you're supposed to be thrilled and ecstatic that you have a little sweet baby in your hand. I'm not saying that you don't, but what comes along with that is complete self-neglect of what and how that beautiful, precious human completely in an instant shifted your entire life and being and shifted you into a completely different person literally in seconds or overnight, depending on how long your delivery was, right? Like we immediately morph and not to mention your body is completely ripped apart and there is absolutely zero time to go rest and recover your physical and mental health from the delivery process as well as the pregnancy. And you jump and embark on this journey right away and you think, I'm going to be the best parent there is. And like, why aren't they breastfeeding? Why isn't my milk coming in? Or why? I don't want to do formula. Everyone says it's horrible for you. And then the baby's not going to latch and then they're not going to connect with me. It's like, holy shit. Like, talk about pressure, right? Like, let's take a moment to be like, hey, how you doing? How you feeling? You, you good? Like, how's down below feeling? Too? Like, you good? Like, no. So with a combination of my own life's journey and the community that I grew up in as well as knowing without a doubt that like I mean I think you know me by now like if I'm gonna do something I'm gonna do it up so motherhood is the same way for me if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it up and I freaking did it up and I completely neglected every single part of myself from the moment my children were born and moving and feeling the weight of exhaustion of supporting Jonathan and taking care of him and seeing my children struggle as we were transitioning to a new city, something clicked inside of me that was like, nope, like I can't. Like I cannot do this anymore. I can't show up as the person who I'm supposed to and show up as the human that I felt I needed to. And that's when I started the process of walking and walking and processing. And like I've said, I processed a lot on my business that I had in New Orleans during that time, as well as how my life was going and how I wanted it to look and how I wanted motherhood to look. And part of the reason that I was snapping at my children and, and so grumpy all the time and honestly grabbing a glass of wine at 3.30 in the afternoon after I picked up my kids from school to be able to get through the day, like I, I had a headache every single day. Every single day. And I didn't like taking Advil. So I'd be like, all right, well, I'll have a glass of wine. And I did, like that was not okay for me. Like I didn't want that anymore. It didn't feel good. It didn't feel healthy. It didn't feel aligned. Now I'm not saying I drank a whole bottle of wine. I had one glass at that time. But like that's not how I wanted to live my life. It's not. And so instead of ripping myself apart for any longer, I decided to shatter the glass, pop the bubble, and finally show up as me. And it was 
not easy. I had to learn how to show up for myself unapologetically. I had to request my needs. I had to be able to decide the life I wanted for me. And things shifted. Things looked really, really different. You know, when you think of a doctor, okay, you think of a white coat, hair back. Decades ago, it was only men and very black and white logic brain come in the office, do their thing, ask the questions, be the expert and say, thank you and goodbye. Uh, uh, no, Mm-mm. no thanks. Like that's not me. Are, are doctors allowed to dance and shake their ass on the counters? Are, are doctors allowed to have fun TikToks? Are they allowed to say that this shit's hard? Are they allowed to say that they don't have it all together themselves? Like, are, are they, like, am I allowed to just simply be who I am and show up as a freaking human? Like nothing but a good old regular run of the mill, like has the same struggles as you, human, who also loves to feel sexy and heels and show off my femininity and dance and shake my butt because I've done it since I was two years old and perform because that has always lightened up my body and my brain and, and brought me such vibrance and healing in my life. And not only that, but be able to say, damn it, I've got a brain. Like I've got a brain and I actually know what I'm talking about and I'm actually really good at it and I can own that too. And the confidence to be able to say, I'm a mom, I'm a doctor, I'm a badass, I'm sexy, I'm vibrant, I'm loving, I'm all the things. Like that is not easy. And I have to tell you, it wasn't easy moving through it within my own home with Jonathan. It, he absolutely was like, what is going on? And it was a really hard time. It was the beginning of the end, I have to say. Um, he, there's no other way to slice it. I sometimes have a hard time talking about him, especially with him not here to give his perspective. Um, and I'm still coming to terms with knowing that it's okay to share, right? My own perspective because he is not here and that was the choice he made. But Jonathan liked the way things were, right? He got his needs met. I took care of him. I took care of the kids. And in a way, let's call it obeyed. Like I did what I thought I was supposed to do. And that worked for him. And then I'm like, nope, I'm gonna go, you know, teach some dance fitness classes. And oh, by the way, I'm, you know, starting to show up on social media and I'm trying to figure out what my next step in life is because I just sold the business and I'm not quite sure I wanna go back to OT with pediatrics because of the, you know, I have my own kids and, but, yeah, I'm vibrant and I want to do something and I want to move and I want to get back to life. And of course I found that in dance. Like I found that healing and rising of myself through the thing that I love most and which has always brought emotional healing into my life. Dance, hands down, was and is my guidance, my therapy, my, and I don't know if you can hear the cracking in my voice, like it has always shown up for me in the times where I needed it most. I had so much healing to do and I listened in and I went back to dance. I went back into 
the one area that lit me up most in my life. And I started at that time teaching at Equinox and right away I became the lead teacher and I mentored others to teach them how to teach the class. And I was breaking out of my shell for me. It was really hard for Jonathan to understand and he didn't like it. He didn't understand. He was it just, and for all intents and purposes, I was, you know, stepping into the truest person who I've always been, but he may not have seen that person even from the beginning, right? So as I was rising for myself and, and healing myself, it was very confusing for him. And in order to be happy, in order to enjoy your life, in order to thrive, in order to support yourself and your children and your partnership, if you are not living an authentic life, no matter what that looks like, whether it's your career, your partnership, your community you're surrounded in, the community in which your children go to school, like if you're not surrounded by what fills you up most, there's no way that you won't be functioning without some sort of depression, anxiety, fear, loss of control, and almost like hollowness, like just empty, absolute emptiness. You absolutely have to show up for yourself. You have to be able to push through the boundaries. And not only did Jonathan think, what the heck is going on with her? It took some time and it's still kind of dust is settling, let's say. It took some time for my family, my my friends, and especially my mom and, and family to see like Brooke is okay with being who she is. And in a way, because I was the youngest because I value so much and you for sure am a reformed people pleaser. Um, I, I mean like, what? What's going on with Brooke? Like, I don't know if they got it either. Yeah, like this is who I've always been. This is who I have always, always been. And that was probably the most uncomfortable part for me of this journey was to push against others when they questioned how I was showing up for myself and when they were uncomfortable with how I was showing up for myself. I, like I said, did this over the course of a few years, but even the way that I started showing up on social media and showing myself or, I don't know, saying fuck, like, Sorry, mom. Like, right? I talked about sex on the net. Sorry, mom. Like, and all of those, like all of that teaching and lessons and providing and supporting me. And my mom was for sure the primary caregiver. Um, it served me well. Like, I don't want to say it didn't because she supported me and made sure that I found a career that I love. She supported me in my dance journey. She supported me in making sure that I held boundaries for myself with boys growing up and I didn't I wasn't a big partier I wasn't I never did drugs like she did a good job like she did a phenomenal job 
but I needed to break out of the shell of the community in which I felt was holding me down and the lifestyle and prescribed agenda that I felt I needed to show up as. And what that has given me back is a freedom. Do I get triggered and it shows up in different ways? You bet. Like all the freaking time I question myself and I have to sit for a second because three years versus 36 is not that many. And I don't think that parents recognize when you embark on this journey, especially um, ones who want support in parenthood, they think, just tell me the thing. Like tell me how to get my kid to stop, you know, bickering or tell me how to stop being burnt out or tell me how to stop snapping at my kids or like give me the thing like just give me the prescripted x y z and I've said over and over like I cannot do that this is this takes time and the way in which the world works you're used to things happening in an instant you are literally used to communicating with spouses in an instant and bosses and purchasing things in a drop of a hat right like it's just a different society and so that's how your brain functions your brain functions at that speed and you think well why is this taking so long I don't want to talk to a robot on the phone I want to talk to a human and I want to get this done right I don't want to or maybe you don't even do the return right on Amazon because yeah, got to talk to someone or this or that. You're like, eh, it's fine. I'll just keep, it's fine. It was five bucks, right? Like we aren't used to any longer saying this is going to take time. But if you want that, if you want to stop waking up in the morning and saying this can't be, like this can't be my, like what? Like, is this really my life? Like if you want that and to step into a lifestyle that you have decided you want for yourself. It's, it's doable. It's possible. And despite all the odds, I can tell you that it is because I did it myself. Was it easy? Fuck no. Was it beautiful as well as painful and all the things? Like, yeah. I sold my company and took some time off and then things fell apart and I had to pull up my bootstraps and when the imaginable yet unimaginable happened I'm going to say that again when the imaginable yet unimaginable happened within my own home and I was left to do this on my own I told myself I was not willing to sacrifice my life or my children's life due to my circumstances. And I still forged ahead and went after the life that I had decided I wanted in my head a year or two prior. And I'm not gonna fool you, like, especially in the world of social media, it's like, oh wow, you just like made, you did, oh wow, like, I wanna do that, boom, overnight, nope. Like, nope. But I put the time and effort into saying, Brooke, No one else is going to do this for you. No one. If you want that life, go get it. And I did it in a way that felt aligned for me in terms of what I want out of my life, how I want to live my life, what I want to 
present myself as. Yeah, I might be the hot mess express doctor mom who freaking loves neuroscience. I might be the hot mess express mom who wears short shorts and dances on the counter. Gets a little fun with her clothing and like whatever you think. Like whoever, whatever people think of me. Like it feels good for me. And on top of that, now this has taken a while, but on top of that, I know that I am not just selling a lifestyle or I'm not just pushing an agenda or to feel good or like it has literally taken me years to be able to say the words I'm smart like it has taken me decades to be able to acknowledge that side of my self-worth because I didn't feel that in school I didn't feel that with my partnership ever like ever, I had to find that for myself. And I'm living a more authentic life, doing something I love and supporting others while getting to unapologetically be me, unapologetically. And I would say that I am the utmost optimistic person you'll ever meet. If you come to me and say, I want X, Y, Z, it's like, okay, damn it, let's go get it. I'm not saying it's easy, but you can have that. If you want a life where you are self-sufficient and thriving and supporting your children, but also loving your alone time and having the sex life of your dreams, and I, I don't know, like whatever that life is for you, you get one damn shot, one. And I could no longer live as a shell of my person, like a shell of who I was. One of my best friends, one of my dancing friends, who has known me, gosh, forever, she has seen me through it all. She's seen me through the highs and lows and ups and downs. And despite not living in the same city, despite not even getting to talk every single day, she tells me over and over, like, my Brookie is back. Like, you're back. And she's probably one of the few who saw the true me growing up and who... I got to just simply be me in front of her. And now I am simply me in every moment of my life. I show up as me. If I'm tired and I have a lunch booked with a friend, I show up and I say, I am so freaking tired. Like I was dying to see you and I wanted to see you, but I am so freaking tired. And when I'm angry or frustrated or sad or happy or like, I allow it. I allow myself to be simply who I am every single day. And that doesn't have to be a luxury. That doesn't have to be something that you get lucky to step into. I do believe that where we grew up, how we grew up, even the city we grew up in or the community or even your religious affiliation or your culture, like it all prescribes your future lifestyle potentially. But one thing the world is demonstrating today is that you get to simply be who you are no matter what. And it's okay to be exactly who you are. But I find that our generation is having a really hard time of stepping into that. And even leading with the emotion, like I spoke in the last podcast, like the first question to regulate yourself, how do you feel? Leading with this feels good or this doesn't feel good. Right? Like one simple crossroad path to be like, does that feel good? Like, do I want to do that again? Nope. 
When you're sitting with your friends and you're having lunch, ask yourself, does this feel good? Do I enjoy this? If you're at the PTA meeting, am I happy? Am I enjoying this? If you're at your job and you're plugging away, does this fulfill me? Am I happy? If the answer is no, don't let fear stop you from getting in your way of having the life you want. Because if you're listening to this, that means you're a parent. And if you're a parent, that means that your job, your friends, your family, your life, everything that is affecting you is affecting them and they will feel it. I think I've said this over and over and I'll continue to say it over and over. I did not have another choice. It was not an option for me. If I was going to sink, I knew my children would sink with me. And I chose to have them, actively chose. And with that comes the responsibility of saying, you don't get to just do this half-ass girlfriend. Like that, that's not an option for you. So let's go. Let's figure this out. Step by step, literally, I said, I started my journey in processing while walking, walking and walking and walking and walking, like step by step by step. I took steps towards my future. I took steps towards healing. I took steps towards regulating my emotions and my body, right? Like I was exhausted and depleted waking up saying, this can't happen. Like what, this, what? this is not how it's supposed to be. And if you're waking up saying that, you're probably going to bed saying that. But it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't. The road to get to wherever you want to be could be scary and long and treacherous and nightmare like all the in between I I don't know right only you know that my journey was not an easy one my journey was painful and lonely and hard and exhausting I was ripped apart and bashed and I mean anything you could think of it happened a little brookie here like it happened like it definitely happened and I pushed through and I stood back up every time because I knew the life I wanted and I trusted. I finally learned to trust myself. And so if you are lost and not sure what you want out of life and how you're gonna go get it, start walking, start taking some time to think about it. Reach out to me. Thrive, that will, Thrive Program will definitely get you there. Like I've said, it starts with you. It starts with the hub of the home. And dads, if you're listening, I work with men too. You get to enjoy your life as well. You do. We all do. And it doesn't have to look like this prescribed plan of action that the world has told us it needs to look like. You get a choice. You get a choice financially. You get a choice emotionally. You get a choice spiritually. You get a choice. And I want you to know that you are so worthy of that. So worthy. Now go get it. Put one foot in front of the other, take deep breaths, and continue on. Rome was not built in a day. It will not happen in a day. But it might happen in a year. And it might happen in two. And that feels so scary. But let's play the long game rather than the short. Let's start looking to our future as five, ten years down the road rather than what's right in front of us. Because that's what holds you back. That's what keeps you stuck in the place that you're at now. It's a hard shift to make in your brain. But once you make that shift in your brain, your life transforms because you're like, all right, well, that didn't happen today. But you know what? We definitely have tomorrow. So 
we've done enough for today. And lastly, I just want you to know that you matter. You so, so, so matter. For all of you listening who are finding yourself in a rut or stuck or lost and alone and scared and fearful and worried and anxious and depressed and you are not alone. I see you and I want you to know you can go get whatever it is that your dreams and hearts desire. You can have that. Listen into yourself and your innermost self to find your truest journey in life and go for it. Your friends, your family, your loved ones, the chips will fall, the dust will settle, and they will accept all that you are. But at the end of the day, you'll love yourself so much more than ever before. And if that's you, what I'm telling you is the journey of being exactly who you are as an individual, a human, and a parent will guide you to the happiest, most authentic, peaceful journey of your life. And it's waiting for you. And so with that, XOXO, Dr. B.